What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void, or podcast. That's right, it's episode 156, and today we're going to be talking about House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. That's right, so it's been a while since I've seen these movies, man. So uh, Not for me, dude, like, I, like, House of a Thousand Corpses, one of those movies every year, it, it's on the tube. Really? Okay, yes. well... We're going to be reviewing both of those so that we can then the following week or next week for you guys, we'll be watching Three from Hell. Are you excited to see it, Patrick? I am excited to see it. Part three? Part three, yeah. My daddy bought me tickets. <laughs> daddy He's got me talking tickets. about me. I bought him for fucking 30 fucking seven dollars, guys. Yep. And it comes with 30 minutes of extra footage behind the scenes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they charge so much. It's so weird. Like They're probably just like wary of Rob Zombie's films now, you know what I'm saying? I like, don't know. That, like, that seems, I don't know. That's weird. That's like raising the price because it's going to be a shit movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? We want to get you right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Should be selling it cheap, man, if you're going to be, if it's going to be bad, you know? Like, yeah. hey, what? Guess what, guys? If you, if the first, you know, 10,000 people to go to see the movie, it's five bucks, mm. you know? Like, bam, get to the theater. But yeah, I guess um, they're only doing a limited release of it. So we figured we watched these movies. And personally, I think it hit the spot for me this week. We were kind of struggling with what to watch. And I think this just hit the right spot. Mm -hmm. So both weeks, you're going to want to lock yourself into our little Rob Zombie extravaganza, so, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and we'll talk about some of the like, you know, what we expect from the third film at the end of this episode. So. Uh, I got some f questions for you, Patrick. Oh. So, but uh, how's your week? It's been all right. You know, I went to another baby class. Yeah? Yeah, dude, I leveled up. Trying to make a baby again? Or? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, no, I do that all I the time. I thought she was already... <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I don't think you can marinate a baby and make dude, another one. I'm like the master of swaddling <laughs> shit, dude. Give me anything, dude. I'll swaddle the fuck out of it. Baby diarrhea? Oh, dude, I'll wrap anything. <laughs> dude, where's Murray, dude? Give me a blanket, dude. I'll swaddle the fuck out of that oh, dog. What the hell, dude? Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> Jesus. No, I didn't think I was going to... Like, it was one of the things I was worried about, because I just don't... Like, you know... I don't know. Like, it's just like, I don't know how to swaddle a fucking baby. And it, swaddle? Yeah, it's where you wrap them up like a little burrito, a little blanket, you know, so they don't get cold. Like when a plastic sleeping. bag or something? Or? Yeah. No. <laughs> no? No plastic no, bags? No, pa no plastic bags. 
We're not doing. We're not. You just gotta take it there every time. Huh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I've never had a baby, so I guess. <laughs> I guess I would be rewarded after by that remark. This I class. would. I would think you should never have a baby. Dude. <laughs> nah, dude. Maybe if you just cut holes in the bag, like it can breathe like that way. Oh, but no, I did that and uh, learned a couple of things. Leveled up, like I was saying. Leveled and, up what? Leveled up my knowledge of babies. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, did they teach you to like uh, change a deity? Yeah, we changed deities. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I don't know about that. I I, I hear horror stories about like, <laughs> especially with boys, like when the cold air hits their weenus, <laughs> their pee pee. All right, I don't. That they they, 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 just, they start peeing. Yeah, I, don't, so I just don't want to get pee. Everybody says you're gonna get you're gonna get pee in your mouth. You're gonna get pee or poop in your mouth. <laughs> can I, can I tell him the story? Yeah, tell him the story. You. So I'm talking to my buddy Devin last night, and we're it's like one in the morning, by the way, when we're talking about this shit. And I was telling him about your fear of the baby peeing in your mouth. <laughs> and he has like three kids, you know what I mean? So he's like, "Oh, dude, that." F- you know, I was like, Kelly was saying that one of her friends said one way or another, you're going to get shit or piss in your mouth or both at one point in time. And you're just going to have to march through all that bullshit, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, I told him and he was like, well, I never had any baby shit in my mouth or anything. I was like, come on, man. You mean to tell me like you didn't stick your finger in it one time and taste it? <laughs> <laughs> Get the little pinky out, you know, uh, have we, a little dibble dabble. I know it's so childish, but we literally were crying and laughing so hard because he was like, what? No. Like, <laughs> what, what was it late at night? It was pretty late. Yeah. But, but pretty we were, much anything stupid <laughs> is super funny late yeah, at night. Oh, come on. It no, it's true, though. Like, I, I laughed over some stupid it bullshit. Wasn't, it wasn't the joke that was funny. It was his reaction that made us laugh. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? Like, his, yeah. his like, what? Like, no. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. Why do you think Adult Swim's so popular? Everybody thinks that shit's funny at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, all right. So. <laughs> no, just Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate it. They're like, You're, he's right. Alex, sh- <laughs> shut up. up. Anyway, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I haven't been doing anything myself this week that much. Just, you know, constantly working and, uh, you know, trying to figure out when Christine is going to be home. She's been back and forth to her family's house like every other day. Right. So I've been like... um Lonely and sad. I cry and I masturbate. That's about it. That's about all I got. <laughs> well, hey, free lubrication, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm just getting ready for this. Thing. I'm thinking of actually taking a break, guys, honestly, for like a couple of weeks. Um, because Patrick's going to be having a baby soon anyway, and I got to find somebody new to fill in because he's not going to be able to do this shit. So <laughs> I got to figure out somebody in town that can sit down and uh, meet up every week and tolerate my bullshit. Uh, for a little while. It's a know. tall order. I get blowjobs, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so I might take a break and after we do Three from Hell. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, guys. I'll see how I'm feeling, but I, I think I need to take a mental break, like, bad. <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing, dude. Yeah, I, I just, it's, it's, I haven't, I mean, I took a week, or not even a week, I took a few days off. But anyway, I think it might be that time. Oh, shit. Horse shots! All right, guys, so I figured we'd pick something, you know, to kind of celebrate Sid this week. I thought it'd be good to do a shot called Tootie Fucking Fruity. (laughs) 
And uh, I kind of changed up some ingredients that I thought would fit with this. Um, one part triple sec, one part peach schnapps, and one part amaretto liquor. Mm. And then you can add a cherry if you want. If you want to, like, have a cherry dipped in there on a, like, toothpick or something like that. When you're done taking your shot, all you got to do is say, Tootie fucking fruity! Tootie fruity. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys would love to do a tootie fucking fruity, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. So now it's time for us to jump into our flesh and potatoes of House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects right now. All right, we're back now. Patrick's going to go ahead and kick it off with the first movie. Which is House of a Thousand Corpses, 2003. All right, so the story is, two young couples are traveling across the backwoods of Texas, searching for urban legends of murder, end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. Known as the Texas Chainsaw. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This movie was written and directed by Rob Zombie. Produced by Andy Gould. So, starring in this wonderful film, we have Sid Haig, who was uh, who played Captain Spaulding. Uh, of course. He's also known for a Galaxy of Terror, The Aftermath, which his character is also named Cutter. Mm-hmm. And Commando Squad. Commando Squad! It's a great 80s gem. <laughs> but yeah, Galaxy of Terror is still one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, I don't for know. Sure. I mean, it's not the best one, but I'm just saying that's the one that I always remember him being in, you mm-hmm. know? But And there's such a funny story about him being in that. But anyway, continue. We live and die by the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have Bill Mosley as Otis, who was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is probably one of my favorite characters that he's done besides Otis. Right. Uh, Repo, the genetic opera. Of course. Uh, Death House and uh, Night of the Living Dead, the 90s version. Yeah. He was, uh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> and Crash and Burn. Yeah. Oh, God. Sci fi movie. Yeah. I need to find that. It's hard to find. It is. Yeah. I think it was, I had it on Laserdisc. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, but I had to sell it. Ugh. And uh, we have uh, Sherry Moon as Baby, who is in Halloween 1 and 2, mm-hmm. Lords of Salem. 31, and The Haunted World of El Superbisto, which I think every one of these characters in this movie were also in El Superbisto. Yeah, which it seems like the third film might have them, too. Yeah, and we also have Karen Black as Mother Firefly, which is, sorry to say, the best Mother Firefly. You think, out of the two? Out of the two. Yeah. Personally, I think she just delivered a little bit better. Known for Night Angel, mm-hmm. Savage Dawn. Children of the Night. She also did uh, one of the Children of the Corn. I want to say it was four. I don't know. I'm not sure, but it's funny you say that because I just actually started. I picked up like two, three, four, five. Oh yeah, on DVD. <laughs> oh wow, it's been dude. It's been a while since I got them for like eight bucks. Oh, so. that's a steal. Yes, it was. We also have. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, go ahead. She was also in the original trilogy of Terror, which I fucking love from 1975. 
that movie is just amazing and I love her in it. The one segment with the fucking Zuni fetish doll that goes wild and starts attacking people. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. dude oh, we did, I think thing... we did a we did an episode on that once. I don't no, I don't know. I think I it think... might have been me and Mike. Yeah. But yeah. That doll is right up there with Chucky. Almost more menacing dude, than Chucky. Dude, that thing dude. is just unyielding. It doesn't talk to you. It just kills. It's step, 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 step. It doesn't step. stop. But yeah. yeah, her in that just I will always remember her in that. We also have uh, Dennis Fimple as Hugo, who was known for The Shadow of Shakira. Not Shakira. (laughs) Chikara. Sorry. King Kong and Creature from the Black Lake. Okay. And I have to say, another one of my favorite characters from this movie, uh, it's kind of sad that he didn't get to be in The Devil's Rejects, but because of health problems, it kind of couldn't do the second one, because I think it was something to do with his heart. But nevertheless... uh, a well-loved character for me in this film. Okay. Matthew McGorry, who plays Tiny. Okay. Who, who was also in Constantine, The Evil Within. Yeah, he's been a lot. He, I yeah. think he passed away, but yeah. But yeah. I want to say, like, it had to be like 2005, 2006. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. But he, uh, Dark Place and Bubble Boy. Mm-hmm. We also have Rain Wilson mm-hmm. as Fish Boy, a.k.a. Bill, uh, known for Super. Of course, The Office. Yeah. Uh, he was also, he played a, a couple of episodes in uh, Star Trek Discovery, which I thought his character was pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't watched that, check it out. Uh, we also have Chris Hardwick as Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Who is, you know, as we Dr. all know. Dr. Satan! <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Satan! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He was also the host of The Talking Dead. He's also done a couple other hosts, you know, jobs on game shows here and there. A lot of voiceover work, did stuff for Lego Movie and the Batman Lego Movie. Right. He also was in Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. The Rob Zombie one. The Rob Zombie. I was going to say, yeah. We also have Aaron Daniels as Denise, who was in uh, One Hour Photo. You remember that movie? Yes, of course. That's the fucking... It's well, so underrated. Yeah. It's one that I was going to... I was debating doing One Hour Photo and that new movie, The the Fanatic. Oh. With, um, um what's his name? John Travolta. Yep. I don't know why my brain just farted there. Yeah, mine did too. It's not like I don't know his name. So but- yeah, Aaron Daniels uh, for one hour photo. Uh, the outer she did a couple of, or a episode of The Outer Limits, which is fucking one of my favorite TV shows. Okay. And uh, The Disciples. Okay. We also have the other lady in this film, Jennifer Jennifer Jocelyn as Mary. Uh, she was also known for Written in Blood, Milo, and Deep Impact. So this film's budget was seven million dollars. The box office take was sixteen point eight million in the nation. Yeah, yeah, probably more than that in the worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide for yeah, sure, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's a hell of a poll. Fuck yeah. So, uh, what, what were your thoughts on this movie? Since you're gonna go first, even though you know it's my favorite. No. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Well, you know, well spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it, like I mentioned before. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I had to rent the damn thing, even though I own the copy of it on Blu-ray. Yeah, you said it was fucking up or something, right? Right. I have the disc. Just kept having all these weird digital glitches and skipping and shit. And I tried it in all these different players. It was just a. And I looked at the disc, and it was just fine. Hmm. Just a bad disc, bad date, <laughs> bad date. Uh, but anyways, I, I I really enjoyed watching it again. It's definitely a fun and unyielding film. There's a you know a lot of different cuts and fills and artistic things that Zombie does that was all over the place trying shit out. You know, because like uh, like I remember his El Super Bisto, but the the one before that, like the one that was like. 
a 20 minute video or a 10 minute video. Remember it was like a music video almost. Yeah. 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 Or like a guar music video. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I think he was learning a lot of his style and trying to put it into a movie at first. So he was just kind of seeing what stuck, you know, and what worked. Um, I didn't think that was a bad thing, by the way. Um, but granted, it is, you know, it's his first film. Experimentation is what you do till you do what you know is right and you find the style that you work with best. Some of the scenes, they're like intercut with like this VHS snuff film, which I thought kind of added to the vibe of the film. I liked a lot. Yeah. Uh, the over-the-top set pieces, the characters obviously were over-the-top too, like way over-the-top, and they don't give a fuck, you know? They all play into that style of zombies, you know? Even the, the camera movements and the oddball filters that they used on the screen, the close-ups and stuff like that give you a set, like a, just something more than just another film. Uh, it's got an artistic sort of like visceral statement, if I want to be all cool. But I, I think it really did work. But like I mentioned, it, it kind of reminds me of like a music video movie, mm. which kind of adds to the energetic part of the film and how it's kind of like amped up. Feels raw. Feels like it's like a dark caricature that's like jumped off the fucking page of zombies like coloring book and like taking over the fucking movie, holding a razor to your throat and cackling all mad. You know, <laughs> right, right. Like that's what it feels like to me is just like a cartoonish representation of his thoughts. There's definitely a large boner for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. There's definitely some nods in there that oh, are, for sure. especially with Bill Mosley attached, you can't mm-hmm. really avoid that. It's like a kind of like a wilder, more sillier take on that, of course, but with zombies take on it. It still has that old blood in there of that like fucked up family. And you could tell that he got a lot of inspiration from that. But does it really matter? Nah, not nah. really. I mean, even if you want to call it a ripoff, I would say it's more of a love letter than it is a ripoff. It's fucking Rob Zombie. Who gives a shit? Right. It was definitely good for me to go through the franchise again, though, because it's been a while, and I think I needed to be reminded that Zombie actually did have some good films early on. (laughs) And I think a lot of people really would benefit from going back and watching some of the films that they do like instead of just remembering, you know, 31 and, and like... Salem, Lords of Salem. Yeah. You know, I know some people like it, but I think a lot of people are like, fuck Rob Zombie, because the two films, like, calm down. Like, even I was kind of part of that a little bit. And I remember talking about it early on in the podcast here. I would make jokes about stuff. And I, 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 I'm, this is me apologizing for that because I actually really did enjoy it. I'm definitely not a fan of his last two films other than Richard Brake and 31. I hated it. Richard Brake was amazing in that film, and I can't wait to see what he does in Three from Hell. Yeah, dude, I really enjoyed his character in Doom. Like, he had a couple of one-liners in that film that I was like, fuck oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to lock himself in a fucking hotel room with a bottle of tequila and three she-boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the he, movie sucked, he, but he was good at it. Richard Brake is definitely one of the... He definitely belongs in that family. You yeah. Know? So it kind of makes sense. It was also great really seeing the early versions of Dwight Schrute before he got old and started a beat farm and started working at that paper company. What's it called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I forget was it what called? it is. Um, Somewhere in Ohio, I hear. <laughs> no, it was New York. <laughs> no, Scranton, Ohio. Scranton, Pennsylvania, I believe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Whatever. It was a stupid joke anyway. 
but and and let's not forget early Chris Hardwick to boot, which is so weird because he seems so wholesome now. Yeah, you and know? he was definitely really chubby in this film. Where, yeah, it's when weird. you first see him, you didn't his really face. Yeah, yeah, he's got like that chipmunk kind of face a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think it's just the the beard. I don't know. You know, plus they got a lot of older talent like Ken, Karen Black, Sid Haig, Michael J. Pollard, and of course Bill Mosley, which I gotta say, this is Mosley and his element. Oh, like, yeah. This character, Otis. like I It mean, was like made for him. The cuffs are off and shooting that weird fucking scary kind of cutting jib at you and just making you feel really uncomfortable. The character is just very uncomfortable and he pulls it off really well. He's mm. he's really good at this character. I'm, I'm sure and he's the complete opposite of the character. So in real life, plus you got other people like the old man version of Private Ryan, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Did you notice he's pretty much wearing the same outfit? Yes, I know. <laughs> I was like, is that like a re- is there a reason why he's doing that? Because it, it does seem kind of weird, and he has that weird look on his face, like. <laughs> right. there's crosses everywhere <laughs> alright that's terrible so if you guys are wondering what the fuck we're talking about in the movie it's saving private Ryan at the very end they show an old version of private Ryan and they deteriorate his face into an old man and that's the old man <laughs> so Richard uh, what's his name Harrison Young yeah he was that guy but anyways there's a lot of lines and scenes that are pretty damn memorable in this movie even if they're slightly borrowing from Texas Chainsaw it's a super fun film and it goes there and somehow pulls it off with this weird odd uncomfortable caricature movie and total lack of sympathy for the, any of the people that are in the movie <laughs> the victim that fall to the the Firefly family. Right. Maybe Tiny's the only one that kind of teeters right. on the line. But he's just kind of like part of it. What I Right. But this one is probably like an 8, maybe a 7.5 for me. I know that upsets you, Patrick. But It's okay. It's I th- okay. I still think it's one of the better films he's done, but not my favorite of his. And, and so what? You know, maybe there isn't a thousand corpses in the house. You know what I mean? There's still about 75. That's yeah, pretty that's good. Close. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I don't know. <laughs> so what did you think? Well, th- this being my favorite Rob Zombie film, and it is in my top 10 of favorite horror films, even though it may not be considered like a hardcore horror film. Right. It, well, it, no, it is hardcore. I would say it's pretty fucked up. I'm, I'm just not sure how other people gauge it, because I know a lot, of people would rather, a lot of people would rather go with Devil's Rejects as their favorite. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this, just for, because to me, it is quintessential Rob Zombie. Okay. When I think of Rob Zombie, it's House of a Thousand Corpses. Anything, mm. it's just, it just feels like a Rob Zombie film. Okay. Cinematography was on point. You know, the, the little, like you were saying, the little, the snippets they had in between different scenes was just added an element to everybody's right. character. And you kind of understood where they were coming from and who they were. It, it It's... That's kind of a 90s style, too, which yeah. is funny. And, um, but he's kind of stuck in the in the 90s, huh? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, no, no. But I mean, like, he, his music and stuff mm-hmm. is very... His music, I don't know, has gone off the deep end, but sorry, Rob. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but uh, You're dead now. I know. Don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? No, we're cutting all that out now. All right. It's fine with me. <laughs> uh, it, it was definitely really good. Like I said, I, I, I absolutely adore Hugo. And it, it, I, I wish he could have been in the second film. But, you know, you can't control your health. <laughs> yeah. To, I mean, to a certain extent, you can. But, you know, 
it, I mean, it was all very well pieced together. I thought it had a really good flow. It seemed like filler, but it is all. What do you think about the acting, the characters? The, oh, the acting was like I said, the mother firefly. Like yeah. you can't top that. Baby was good. I mean that that laugh. I, I'm sure it had to get annoying to people on set. Yeah, baby's laugh is just yeah. That was pretty annoying for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of brought it down for me a little bit. I'll be honest, but uh. the music, especially, dude, even some of the soundtrack music, just really well put together. Right. Okay. Well, I think I, th- I think what I'm gathering is is that because of his music videos, that's why you feel that this movie represents him a little bit more. Not only that, even when you look at his artwork and shit right. like that, it's just so zombie. It's it, right. It just feel it just hits the head on the nail. And I think maybe he was just trying to stick in that vein because it's you mean what the he, nail on the head, the nail on the head, because he was just trying to stay in that vein that he knew. Yeah, it was just you know it was his first film debut. He was just trying to keep it you know play it close to the chest. Oh well, yeah, sure. No, I mean he did what he he felt, and I think it it was unique in that regard. Yeah, it did something a little bit different than like something Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a little bit more modern, a little bit more mean spirited. Yeah, in some ways, you know, it definitely it, it was hardcore, but it had that it had that definitely light hearted tone to it. Yeah, which is weird because it's, <laughs> it's 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 pretty hardcore at some points, you know. What would you give a score of? I would go eight point five. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. You're a lot lower than I thought you would be. I, I I'm teetering on nine, but I'm like you know, it, it, nothing's perfect. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You have trivia on this, then, or I got a couple little bits and bobs here. By the way, guys, this is going to be our spoilers. What was interesting about this movie is that it, it actually went through three different companies as far as being released because i mean it was done in 2000 and it was under universal at that time oh it was finished by 2000 yeah yeah oh god that's right jesus yeah took a long time to come out and i guess what would happen is they were doing screenings test screenings around the country about this film and uh they invited i think one of the presidents of universal to go see one of the screenings because they they had been getting good feedback from it right either people were given a 10 or they were giving it a one and there was no like in the middle kind of bullshit happening it was either people really hated it or they really freaking liked it right which i guess is a good thing but yeah they invited her to go see one of the screenings and i guess she was shaking she was just horrified like she couldn't like they said that she couldn't even drive home someone had to come pick her up and they had to pick up her car the next day and they said that we were not putting out this movie which is weird because i think the same year they were putting out hannibal which is way worse than house of a thousand corpses yeah but i think it's the mean-spiritedness of it is is that people can't handle because it's like there is no saving anybody in these type of movies there is no happy Right. You know, like, no, there is no happy ending. Yeah. And I think that can be a little hard for people to digest because a lot of Hollywood movies, and I don't know if this was a thing at some point in time, but I always hear that they, I'd heard this, like, I don't know if it's an urban legend or not, I can't remember, but they would uh, tell people that they have to have a positive ending for every movie. Really? Instead of them, the bad guys getting away from it or whatever. So, Mm. but I don't know. I think it's that mean spiritedness that it was just kind of raw. Right. And she couldn't handle it. And, you know, not too too far different from today. Yeah. (laughs) So I I guess from there, uh, MGM picked it up. Rob Zombie had made some joke about it. Yeah. Like saying that they had no morals, so they didn't give a care, you know, if they were released or not. And I guess they didn't think that was too funny because they dropped the film after that. Really? And then they, I guess he ended up going to Lionsgate after that. Right, yeah. 
and then it was finally released in 2003 because i remember seeing like little trailers here and there in like 2000 and i was like and i kind of forgot all about it by 2003 and i was like oh shit that's right <laughs> like, yeah out of nowhere rob zombie movie well i'm glad that they finally found somebody uh to pick it up right apparently rob zombie was going to be playing Doc- dr wolfenstein yeah i remember that and he kind of like he tried on the makeup, the prosthetics, and he's like he just didn't like it. <laughs> so he, I guess he opted it out to the the special effects or the set designer, I think, to play Doctor Wolfenstein, and he played the assistant. And you could see him in the background smashing the jack o' lantern or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also like an alien prop in here. Like well, I guess one of the the little fetus in a jar or whatever. Uh, it was actually a uh, the one of the failed experiments in uh, the Alien films. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. There was also like these posters of missing kids, these two little boys. And apparently it was a picture of Rob Zombie and Spider Zombie when they were kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that Power was Power Man 5000. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Spider. Oh, you ready for? Oh, you're ready to go. <laughs> To my brother's house. Hey, man! <laughs> and what was cool is that, you know, those scenes that we were talking about, we liked so much, the little snippets in between. Right. Those were actually all filmed, or most of them were filmed in Rob Zombie's basement. Like Sounds, would, oh, where Bill Mosley's standing up talking about how to kill yeah. people with a uh, f- uh, baby. Right. And apparently he would invite the actors over on the weekend and they would film it in his basement like the, you know the cherry moon masturbating with those skeletons or yeah and yeah, she was all laying nude on the ground right. and stuff with a dead body or something and yeah appara- oh, that was right it was the skeleton yeah and apparently a lot of bill mosley's rants were kind of based after the manson family murders like right the- they were watching some of the videos in there yeah. a lot too yeah it's just cool <laughs> well, it's cool. cool i don't know about cool but <laughs> interesting yeah yeah about that <laughs> about that <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you think it was weird how Otis's character changed between the two films? I didn't. Because in House of a Thousand Corpses, he's albino with red eyes. Oh, they changed his eyes. That's about it. And they gave him a little bit more of a tan. He wasn't as white washed out. As- I think that was just the way that they shot it. I don't think it had anything to do. I think it was pretty much the same fucking wig almost. You think? Yeah. I, I mean, I oh. learned a few things during the, the making of, of the other one because they had like a two and a half hour documentary on fucking the other one, which I didn't make it all the way through. And apparently Hugo in the one of the original cuts of this movie mm-hmm. was supposed to be the doctor. Okay. And that's before they added in the whole Doctor Satan thing. Okay. And it was supposed to be like the twist at the end where you find out he's the doctor. But uh and apparently that robber's line where he comes in and tries to write, like rob the gas station about mm-hmm. grease paint and brains splatter on the wall is a reference to zombie's song Grease Paint and, and Monkey Brains. Okay. Which is cool. Uh, well, that, speaking of his music, by the way, didn't he do this song, the main title track? Yeah. Um, for this out for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is the house. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big man with the house out of sin. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Did he do a whole album for this, or did he do like was it just like no? It was pretty much just songs. It was just a couple songs. He did all the, of course, all the the theatrical music, Mm -hmm. and then he hand chose all the fucking songs that were actually in the movie that weren't him. You mean when you say theatrical music, you mean score? The scoring, yes. Okay, okay. Which I liked. He used a lot of cool old school uh, sounds, yeah, like like weird synthy fucking 
sounds that I just like in horror movies. Definitely very industrial <laughs> with the the machine sounds. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was so good. Yeah, I, mean, I just can't say enough about the music. In the yeah, movie. no, I enjoyed it. Uh, they actually used the the house that they filmed in was a house on the Universal lot. It was the same house that was in the best little horror house in Texas, which I guess was weird because they didn't shut down the tours when they were when they were doing the filming. So they oh. literally had to stop filming when they were doing tours and shit. That's funny. Yeah, they said that that like sucked <laughs> like big time. I can imagine. Yeah, just be like, imagine if you're an actor and you're in the zone and you just got to shut it down. So let me ask you this: So did Rob Zombie pay to buy this movie? Is that what you had said? I don't think I'm not sure how how that all that transpired because if they spent seven million dollars on it i mean somebody had to pay for that back somehow yeah maybe someone like whoever wanted to buy the rights for the movie to distribute themselves or whatever maybe had to pay universal for it or i know like i said it went through like two other companies because it was universal and then it was mgm and then uh lionsgate yeah they like so so it was like uh universal sold it to mgm mgm sold it to somebody and to lionsgate and then it, they made a lot of money off of it right <laughs> and they, i'm sure they're all kicking themselves in the ass because yeah now we got part three coming out yeah. just next week <laughs> uh or this week technically for you guys listening now it was funny uh bill mosley actually plays a news reporter you hear on the radio talking about the missing cheerleaders mm-hmm. that was bill mosley <laughs> bill mosley's in this movie i think uh five times including that one he was the younger Tiny. I believe he was Dr. Satan as well. And he was a news reporter. And then, of course, Otis. So, yeah. And do you know what it meant when uh, they asked him how, like, when they asked Captain Spaulding how long he'd been at running the store? And he said, oh, then I've been about... As long as a piece of string. How long's a piece of string? It was the other line where he's like, when the Duke claimed Oscar. Do you, do you have do you have any idea what that meant? When the Duke claimed Oscar? No. It's it's apparently. I, mean, I know he, what the Duke is. But. Right. It's when uh, John Wayne won an Oscar for his role in True Grit, uh, which was the only Oscar he ever won. Really? Okay. I didn't know that either, and then I was like, "Oh, that that's always been one of the things." I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, how long's a piece of string? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't rightly know. <laughs> you think we're stupid, boy? Yeah. Well, saddle up the wagon, ma. I got to get me some education. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably good though. We don't have Yeah, to, we don't have to go too far. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the scenes in the in the movie. Just some quick ones right off the bat. Dr. Satan! Ah Dr. Satan! <laughs> yeah. Rain Wilson's all like, it was good, but it wasn't that good. Like I love what he's doing the the cha cha cha. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, Captain Spaulding saying, most of all, fuck you. <laughs> fuck your mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the one scene that I remember right off the bat was the whole cop rescue scene. It's pretty awesome. They play that country song. Oh, I will remember. remember yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> While executing people like what the fuck? That was like what was weird is what made that scene so good. Is that just the dead, the 30 seconds of silence? Right. Right before the gunshot was just fucking made that scene so much better. It, it really did. It was good. And I would, I would like to say my, one of my favorite scenes has to be when Hugo does his, uh, his stand up. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my God. So good. And he starts licking and chomping. Fuck <laughs> you! He comes out with the hat on his middle finger and fucking Chris Hardwick's like, yeah! <laughs> 
Oh, it's so good. You get out of your dragster. I'll drive that motherfucker. <laughs> you shut up, old man. You shut the fuck up. You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I'll show you how to drive that hog. <laughs> uh, you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Something like that. I don't remember. They have that part where Otis is wearing the old man's face and chest in front of the daughter, but she was like acting like she thought it was him coming to save her daddy yeah daddy no and he's like trying to kiss her (laughs) like like i i'm sure in his mind like without actually picture you know like he's wearing the suit and she comes up to him i don't think like i think when rob was writing that like i don't think he realized the logistics of trying to make that look legitimate yeah you know what i mean wearing some fucking old man's face and coming over and her actually believing it because it's like that scene just kind of fell apart a little bit but i never noticed it before until this time right well maybe you know her being dazed and knocked out and tortured and she probably not seeing right well bill mosley saved it because it's just him you know who's your daddy yeah (laughs) and he's all hello hello (laughs) stupid I thought that part where baby stabs a girl in the bunny outfit in the graveyard was pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty violent, like real violent. You know, she's like running and she's all chasing her through the woods. Run, rabbit. Yeah. And they're like, it's kind of like an homage to the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mm. where the girl's like going through the forest. Right. You know, which was like this like little tiny patch of trees by the way in the original texas chainsaw massacre but i think it was just trying to make a little small nod yeah probably you know which is another one of my favorite little sound bits is where they had that fucking that recording of that guy talking he's like oh yeah yeah they 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 lower that the uh other two chris hardwick in a bunny suit and the other chick and his his uh best friend's girlfriend Right. Rain Wilson's girlfriend in the movie. Fish boy. Fish boy. Um, and it says, I it believe it's saying, bury me in the name of the grave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like slow. I, cause I, I listened to it a few times cause they play it like four times. Some shit. I don't know. The, the weird people come out of the mud and it's like wait what why, yeah, like, why what are there the people fuck? coming out of the mud right now like i think that's why i do like because it's almost like f- fantasy horror where they just kind of take it you know past the line and just just no limits right i mean i definitely can agree with that because that's how i felt when i first saw the movie and when i saw the sequel uh but we'll get into that more yeah. later but yeah it definitely has a way more supernatural weird uh what the fuck is going on element at this point because there's that whole end scene with the fucking what the fuck is that underground scene with dr satan and that weird red-faced biomechanical it was like or something yeah it's like <laughs> biomechanical because every time he was looking it was like like in red and it was like that was the, the the father right he just went all so what did she what does mother firefly say about him like when he goes crazy just like the, the way she says it it was it was funny when he's got that weird sucker mouth too mm, which yeah, is yeah. like dripping all that green shit out of his fucking weird red face it's almost like the 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 chatter beast from fucking Ugh. Hellraiser. Suckerfish or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I like it, but you know, I liked it. I think I liked it more back then than revisiting it. Huh. And everybody was all about Dr. Satan. I remember that was a big part. And then when they did the sequel, everybody was like, wait, what? No Dr. Satan. Yeah. But um, is there anything else you want to say about this, Patrick? No, uh, I, I think we hit all the spots. I 
And if you haven't seen this movie, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch this fucking film. Well, you should check them out, especially since this new one's coming out, which it seems weird because it's been so quiet about it. But we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the next movie we're going to talk about, which is, of course, The Devil's Rejects. Uh, I got my sound effects on here next to it. So, by the way, guys, if you have noticed that the sound is a little different than most of our other episodes, it's because Fuck it I forgot to, right. to, to plug it into the right thing. So it's running through my processor right now. So forgive me. It's the first time I've ever done it. So I'm sorry. Uh, but the next movie is The Devil's Rejects that came out in 2005. So two years after the movie got released. Uh, or as I like to call it, the film that made my ex-girlfriend break up with me. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, more on that later. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, probably in the spoiler section. So the story in The Devil's Rejects is the murderous backwoods Firefly family take to the road to escape a vengeful police force, which is not afraid of being as ruthless as their target. But it's really just the sequel to the fucking movie, so... Of course, Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding returns, Bill Mosley as Otis, Sherry Moon Zombie as Baby, and Matthew McGrory as Tiny Return. But some of the people in this movie are Leslie Easterbrook. She is the mother Firefly this time, no longer Karen Black, as we talked about. She was Callahan in Police Academy. Oh, shit. Yeah. The hot chick that yeah. was like always wearing the shades. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had a crush on her when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you just fapping off your bedroom. No, I, I was a kid. Jesus Christ. But she was uh, she was in a bunch of them. I, I think she was in like one, three, four, five, and six. Yeah, there was, dude, there was a lot of police academies. Yeah. They go all the way up to 10 or something. Like it goes up to Moscow or something where they go like uh, Moscow assignment or some shit. I don't know how they ended up there, but it, I need to watch those again. Kind of makes me want to watch them. But she was uh, also in Dismembered, A Dead Calling, Rob Zombie's Halloween, House 2008, which also had Bill Mosley and one of the guys in this movie in it. Uh, it's not too bad, honestly, if you guys want to check it out. I actually have a copy. I've always liked it. I think it might even be on Netflix, but you should check it out. House 2008. She was also in Rift, Sorority Party Massacre, Terror Birds, and more. It also stars William Forsyth. I'm going to try to make these as quick as possible so we can get right in to the flesh and potatoes. But it also stars William Forsyth, who is playing Sheriff Wydell, who was in Dick Tracy, Raising Arizona as Evale. Evale! Oh, shit, dude. I, well, that, yeah. I missed that, too. That's like one of my favorite. We were just talking about that yeah. movie. It's one of my favorite Nicolas Cage films. Plus, he's in Zombies Halloween, The Daredevil Show, Infected. Out for Justice with Steven Seagal, Virtuosity, and The Substitute, The Rock, and G-Man from Hell, and plenty more. Also stars Ken Forey as Charlie. He was in, of course, Dawn of the Dead, Rob Zombie's Halloween, The Lords of Salem, The Midnight Man, Brotherhood of Blood, 30 Days a Night, Sleep Stalker, The Dentist, From Beyond, Leatherface, the other Texas Chainsaw movie, and more. Dude, the Dentist was fucked up. I'm yeah. sorry to derail you, but damn, that was one of the movies that really fucking got to me. Yeah. Also stars Jeffrey Lewis, Roy Sullivan, he plays the character of, The Way of the Gun, he was in Maverick, Double Impact, Samurai, Salem's Lot TV series, Ten to Midnight, Night of the Comet, Out of the Dark, Pink Cadillac, Fetch Lives, and more. 
Plus, you know, not to mention we got Danny Trejo, Diamond Dallas Page, comedian, actor, and uh, comedic actor and comedian, Brian Posehn, Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes, PJ Souls, and tons more. So a lot of people in there. It also stars Priscilla Barnes, who is plays the character Gloria Sullivan. She's, of course, Terry from Three's Company. Oh, she was the blonde headed chick yeah, in yeah. Three's Company. Which uh, one, though? There was two. Yeah, the blonde. Yeah, the, she got replaced. Just like the Lori original in that one. Show. The original one, okay. I think. I don't remember now that now you got me confused. I totally forgot. It's been forever. Yeah. I watched that as a kid, you know. Uh, also, she was in License to Kill, Lords of the Deep, Stepfather 3, Mall Rats, The Backlot Murders, Trailer Park of Terror, and more. Oh, Plus- she was the, in, in Mall Rats. She was the one with the third, the, the fortune teller, the third nipple. Yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. Lou uh, Temple also was in this movie. He was the banjo guy um, he, of Banjo and Sullivan. But he was in Domino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that just came out, Limbo, Between the Darkness, Feral, the Endless movie that we enjoyed, 31, Atlas Shrugged, the Lone Ranger movie, and the same movie I was mentioning before, House from 2008. Not a bad film. The budget on this film was $7 million and it made close to $20 million at the box office worldwide. So, Patrick, what are your thoughts on this fine film? It's, it is definitely different than House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Like, uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses is almost like an art film compared to this. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if it's art film, but it's more abstract. Okay. Yeah. Than, uh, this film. This film's more like, uh, it's definitely cuckoo bananas. It, it, it's like uh oh, the first one i mean yeah. <laughs> it's like uh what am i thinking of uh words natural born killers oh without all the the wackiness right it's it's literally the day in the life of a killer right it, it is just exactly that and it, it's kind of weird because it's uh the characters you, you kind of have a different fondness for him in this instead of just looking at him like serial killers they almost get like almost a real tone to him like mm-hmm. real people yeah and uh you kind of feel for him when they uh, you know eventually meet their inevitable demise i agree 100 percent. i even wrote that down did you mm-hmm. oh look at me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're coming up in this world They're coming up here uh so you better get the party started patrick yeah <laughs> i'm coming <laughs> all right uh, like the first movie, this film does the same thing. There's a lot of good one-liners in it. Okay. Uh, always, uh, oh my God, I just, I just so much scenes I want to talk about right now in this film. <laughs> they're just so out there. You're like, fuck, you really said that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean, um, it, it was very well done. I, I enjoyed pretty much everybody in this delivered. I, I do think that the, uh, the sheriff could have delivered on a higher standard of being a fucking crazed lunatic i thought he did a really good job i think he did an okay job but i think he could have took it to a whole nother level like almost on the same yeah but he was walking the line as he said several times in the movie he was walking the line dude. he's walking the line yeah he's a <laughs> tough nose uh i think he did a great job i think he did a good job don't give me i i, I just i i would have took it a different way okay i would have took it to the level like as I would have been made him one of them at that point, you know what I mean? Well, he kind of in some way does, but he's not bad enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I would have took it to that level. But um, yeah, everybody did an outstanding job in this film. Uh, yet again, another great soundtrack. Rob Zombie really knows how to put that shit together and make the kind of glue the scenes together and give you an overall feeling. It was a ride for sure. Yeah, 
And like I said, it just it, it it takes an unexpected turn and it makes you feel things you didn't think you were gonna feel in the film. I think um, for me, I think this is amazing. Yeah, I think this is downright. I mean, like I'm teetering nine right now. Teetering on the nine. I uh, so it's been a long time for me to see this as well, and a lot longer than it honestly should have been for me. Like I really feel like this is an outstanding film. Yeah. Like, really good. And there's a reason why I think that the, I didn't watch it for a long time. And it's just the weirdest fucking thing. And it has to do with the story that I was saying, as I like to call it, the movie that made me and my girlfriend break up. It sort of helped me dodge a bullet, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we got back together shortly after, but still, it's just better story to say that you got broken up with. Because I did. I got broken up with because of this movie. So I'll tell you the story, uh, and then I'll get into a little bit more of the review. It's really quick. Don't worry. My girlfriend would never, at the time, this was years ago, long before the best thing in my life is at, that I'm currently in. So my old girlfriend, she actually wouldn't watch mo- horror movies with me. She didn't like horror movies. She practically didn't even like movies that much at all. She would watch them, but she saw no value in ever watching them again. Once you've seen them, why watch it again? Like, that was her thought, literally. Like, that's hmm. like, well, once you've seen something pretty, why don't you just punch it in the face? Why <laughs> don't you just drown it in yeah. oil? Yeah, Fuck it. burn it in a fire. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, she, like, I finally, after years of being with her, convinced her to watch a fucking horror movie with me. And it, I used to have Patrick come over all the time and watch movies with me during this yeah, time. Yeah, you were right down the street from me at that time. Right. And I, so, like, I got a copy of the new Devil's Rejects. And I was like, uh, you know, I watched this. I said, well, I got this. I got that. And I said, maybe we should start her off a little on the light side, but with a little bit of heaviness. And I was like, well, let's watch the remake of Dawn of the Dead, because that seems to be a little bit more palatable for the mainstream audience while still giving the goods for the horror fans. So I was like, I'll try that out and see how she feels. By the end of the movie, she was like, oh, my God, this is stupid. Like, if you're going to show me a horror film, Alex, like, try to scare me, maybe, like, just a little. And I was like, well, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I just show me something a little bit more realistic. And I'm like, okay, well, I got something for you. <laughs> so you're looking for realism. Okay, well, I got this, the Devil's Rejects here. I haven't even seen it yet. Would you like to watch it? I was like, it's about these killers. Like, do you want to go see it? Do you want to watch it? And she was like, okay. So during the middle of the film, she was like, oh my God, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> and she's like storming back into the bedroom, freaking out, yelling at me and packing her shit up. And, <laughs> and, and I was like, what? She was like, how dare you make me watch something like that? And I'm like, you're fucking taunting me saying, I need to send something real. I need to see something real. And I show you something real. And now you're fucking mad at me. Like, you're the one that caused that. Don't feel bad. I was like, I didn't even know what the movie was about. I didn't know how it was going to be. Well, especially coming off House of a Thousand Corpses, you didn't think it was going to be like, you know, fucking pedal to the fucking metal, kind of like over the top. Well, I was upset because I hadn't seen any horror movies with her. And it was like a big, it's a big deal to me. Yeah. After her, I said to myself, I will never date anybody who doesn't like horror movies. I remember getting so mad, I punched my movies on top and it broke the shelf. <laughs> and they all spilled out as she walked out of the house. And I'm like, you fucking God damn it. <laughs> you did this. Yeah, yeah, Look you, what you did. Look what you did. <laughs> anyway, because of that, I think I haven't watched it. I, well, I finished it that day, I think. And I hadn't watched it since. Huh. 
So, and this was like a long time ago, you know what I mean? So I haven't seen it since. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, wow, really didn't give this one an opportunity, did I? Like, it's, you know, so it's just, it wasn't that I didn't like the movie. It just, at the time, it just had that weird little thing to it. So, but now watching it again, I can tell that, you remember when I was saying that, like, you know, Zombie was like kind of messing with his style and experimenting with the first movie, House of a Thousand Corpses? This movie has the style, but it doesn't like blatantly spread across the screen that thick, weird, choppy shit that, you know, I didn't mind. But it didn't look like a music video this time around. Like, and if it did, it looked like a better music video, in my opinion, like something... It's almost like this is the film where he fully realized sort of his shooting video and making movies style rather than the the blistery fun, you know, Rob Zombie movie style. You Rob know? Zombie Funhouse. Right. The music video style <laughs> yeah, that he yeah, did. Yeah. It's like he has more. He finally kind of like has more control in this movie. So, you know, sure, it's fucked up. It's hard to watch for some people because of the mean spiritedness of it all. Like the what he does in this movie is fucking outstanding, which I think one of the things that I love about this movie is all the horrific shit that is happening. You know, good people dying with glee, pictures of sweet, quaint, innocent lives, enjoying life together. He literally flashes that shit to you on the screen before they die. Just to remind you that these are just not, these are regular people. And there's something kind of disturbing about that. You see these genuine smiles on these pictures of Banjo and Sullivan and bang, you know what I mean? Like they're fucking dead. And it's like, then the next scene is some sweet getting ice cream with the killers moment, you know? And then it's like meeting up with friends and treating them and sort of normalizing them, you yeah. know, like you were mentioning. And the sheriff, you know, loses his shit. You know, and then like his dynamics and everything like that. It's like really well written and and shot. Like, I feel like this is a fully realized version of what a good film should be, especially for zombie. Like, even if you don't think this is a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 or an 8 out of a 10, you still have to appreciate that this is a good film for zombie. And it may not be as colorful as maybe you like as the first one, but this is a way better film to me. It wasn't that even though. The first one was, it was just, it was a mix of, maybe it was the whole video nostalgic. Right. That's what I'm saying about it. I just, you were a big fan of Rob Zombie back in the day. And so you loved his music videos. So seeing his movie in a style of his music video made it seem, made sense to you. And it did me too, because the whole Dr. Satan thing that they did in the first movie, I was fucking upset when I saw this movie for the first time and they didn't add anything in it. I was like, what the fuck? Where's fucking Dr. Satan? They went some normal route. I don't like that. I want to see some supernatural crazy shit. Well, now, seeing it now, I feel like this is probably my favorite of the two. And it's more real, more raw, more tragic. You know, the first is a little rougher around the edges when you look at this film. You know, when you look at the second one, you see the flaws of the first. Even though it's they're both enjoyable. They're both great films. But this, the I just feel like this one delivers a really good film. I feel like he's learned a lot in this film from one to the next. I don't know. He still kicks the door open in this movie. You know, it still fucking makes you squirm. Oh, yeah. Mentally, physically, whatever, whoever you are. Like, there's some moments in there. You're like, oof, oof. 
Um, I just think it's the better film in my book, but everyone pulls their weight in it. There's all the moments that hit hard. All the acting is really great, except for Brian Posehn, which, you know, whatever, like didn't really matter anyway. Like yeah. his scene was actually kind of funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it was funny. I can't wait to get into the spoilers to talk about that, by the way, but there's so many names attached to this film. It's like a horror fans wet dream, you know, like all these people that like, it's like, you're going to a convention almost, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. and seeing all these people and just having a good time. And like, normally when you watch a movie like that, like even in the first one, you, you think it's going to be a shit show. You know, like you think, oh, well, there's going to be so many of these great people. At first, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. Then when you see it, you're like, ooh, that's a that's a rough film. That's a, you know, <laughs> not a lot of time and money put into this one, you know, but this one doesn't feel that way. Um, and again, Mosley pulls through, who is one of the nicest fucking guys in the goddamn industry. Uh, and and really is the exact opposite of the character, as I mentioned before. He really is. He's a genuinely good guy and who's just really good at playing fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, like what scares him? And I think Sherry Moon Zombie actually feels a little bit more matured in the acting in this one as well, which was a fucking relief. No offense. Well, yeah, like Houses on the Corpse, it was all about being over the top. Right. It, it it is a little too much. And th- but this one I think she she does a better job. And even if I don't love her in it, she's still good. She's still yeah. a part of the Firefly gang. So, not to mention the soundtrack in this is fucking stellar. It's got that old 70s thing. They, they I believe that um Rob Zombie said that the first movie was in 77 and this and I, or 78 and then it was like 79 for this. This was like a year later or something like that. So, okay. So it was like it was like the 78 to 79 these two movies take place. So I'm kind of curious to see where the third one goes, but I think I'd give this one like a 9, maybe an 8.5. But ultimately I think it's got a lot going for it than the first one and many moons ago like I said before, I thought it was shit and I'm paying my penance by giving it hype now because I actually really enjoyed it. By the end of the movie, I felt elated like like I want on a real ride. Right. Like a real, raw, visceral, fucked up ride <laughs> that maybe I didn't like the imagery for that I went on, but it was like, um, it's like it, it impacted me. Mm. So, and I, I just think he, I think this could be probably his best film that he's ever made, but I'd have to rewatch all the other ones just to verify that. Uh-huh. And I might, I'm thinking about doing a list of his films from best to worst. Oh, yeah. Or be- from worst to best. I think I'm with you on the scoring. I think I'm going to score this as, as much as I scored House with Thousand Corpses, about 8.5. You think? Well, you don't have to move it up because of me. No, I'm not moving it up. I mean, I genuinely, I really liked it. But did I like it? It's not. It, well, I, I favor one can't more score than. Them, you can't score them the same if you like one more than the that's other. That's bullshit. Uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, that is total bullshit. But yeah, it is a good movie. <laughs> You're just changing it because of me now. I'm Patrick. not changing it. <laughs> I never gave my score to begin with. He kind of blew past me and went into your thing. No. Before I could score. No, I was just fucking giving you shit. Oh, I dude. thought you were talking about the first movie. No. <laughs> I thought you were changing the score of the first movie. No. The, my first movie, the first House of the Court is 8.5. I said, okay. And this one is also an 8.5. I I'd like House of Thousand Corpses better 
but this is also up there. It is good film. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I really like this one a lot. And it, and it's, it's, I'm so glad that I went back and watched it. Yeah. I'm like, gonna have to pick I think it up on Blu ray now. This, this really hit the spot for me this week. Like, I was really up in the air about what we were going to do this week. And this is just like the perfect two films to watch for me. And I watched them all back to back on Tuesday, like two days ago. Just like boom, boom. Watched them. I was up till like two, three in the morning, like doing notes and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad I watched it. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that I got to see this one again because I really just really enjoyed it. And it's got me excited now for the third film. Like, I don't want to get my hype up too much, but I really liked the second one a lot. Well, um, maybe he'll flip the script again and do a whole nother style. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, we'll get into that. What we think uh, is going to happen in the third movie for next week for you guys in just a little bit, but we got a little bit of information for, uh, for this. Knowledge me up, man. <laughs> Fill me up. Fill you up. Whoa. You uh, if, oh, yeah. Hey, put it just, away. Alex, no, I don't want to see it. How about <laughs> I just spray your back, dude? Is that cool? <laughs> just, we were friends. Let's put it away. <laughs> scared me. Uh, so, Kane Hodder was also the stunt coordinator on this film, by the way. He did all the stunts for it. Really? You know who Kane Hodder is, right? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, what the fuck are you staring at me like that yeah, I was for? Drinking, I was drinking my beer and I was like, hmm. And it kind of maybe glazed over that you said well, Kane I just Hodder. Thought but it was... yeah, it's one of the best fucking Jason Voorhees that ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, did all on. of it in this. And uh, I watched some of the behind the scenes because they had this like 30 days in hell because I guess the film was shot in 30 days, you know? Well, not only that, they also named it that because I guess it. It was hot. It, it was hot as fuck. Yeah. Like 110 kind of weather yeah it was like in uh it was bef- the early part of the summer yeah when they shot this but um apparently rob zombie is a huge hater of bad wigs in movies <laughs> so you know the what what otis is wearing in the movie is a wig guys yeah and the way that they got away with doing it is that they shaved his head so that he could wear the wig so it look because it, so it, it does look very realistic you right. can't tell it's a wig yeah, he, he said he hates that, and Christina and him must have that in common. Because she's like, that's a fucking wig. I can't believe that. <laughs> she gets all mad. <laughs> um, also, um, in this movie, that that woman that, that falls for baby's tricks in the road, remember when she's like driving along and they... Yeah, the waitress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's baby and Otis. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby's laying in the road, and, and Otis is hiding and stabs her in the back. Do you know who that is? No. The lady who died? She did look familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. No, she. I didn't. She didn't. She didn't look familiar to me at all. It's Mary Warrenov. She was in the very beginning of Chopping Mall. Oh, and Terrorvision. Yeah. Holy shit! Then it's definitely not who I was thinking. Dude, of. that's why I'm saying it. It's <laughs> like, like like going to a convention. It's like a it's like a fucking horror fan's like wet dream. <laughs> and I, dude, I really like that scene because it almost like. It's almost like you're fucking with a rattlesnake. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just the way that she, like, strikes at her and pulls her down. Oh, they had to do that scene so many fucking times, dude. It was good. They had to, like, stab her in the back, and there was at one point Bill Mosley, because it's got one of those knives that, like, go down when you stab. It goes into the handle. Right. And he he ran up and stabbed her in the the shoulder, 
and it it collapsed but it still hurts and she yeah. was like oh god you fucking hurt me like what are you doing so they had to put this like padding on her back and then they couldn't she couldn't tell if she was getting stabbed or not because it was so thick and then he had to like do it hard so that he could like she could know and react and he so they just screamed and stuff and did that over and over and over again they even had like a blood s- spray out of the spot Huh. And he had to stab it in the exact spot because, like, one time he did it and it, like, bend the tube so it wouldn't spray. <laughs> so they had to do it so many times that they were, like, pounding on this woman's back. You oh, know? man. <laughs> There's other things that you could think of. Anyway, um, also, uh, Spalding, the, the Spalding hot sex scene, dream <laughs> sequence. That, right. <laughs> yeah. That actress was named uh, Ginger Lynn. She had a uh, surgery on her leg 10 days before that scene. Oh, damn. She couldn't even move it. So they had to lower her down on top of him. <laughs> and she said she had to use her butt more than her legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't know how they did that, but they made it work. And they didn't know until 10 minutes before they shot that scene. Oh, Zombie, shit. by the way, is one of those directors who's pretty cool on set. He'll be direct, but he's not like an asshole. Me? I think about me being a director, I'd probably be an asshole. Yeah. Because I can't handle that. I'd be like, what the fuck is no one telling me what's going on here? I also heard he's also a director that, that really adds things to scenes. Like, he'd be like, if you could just do this. No, he's not, actually. He is very... He's very... He knows what he wants in a scene. Uh, this is, I got this straight from the panels from when they were talking about Rob Zombie and working with him. Hmm. That he would just give little nuggets of a scene. Just be like, maybe if he just scratched your belly while you're coming out, it'll just oh. add a little something to the scene. And I, I actually really enjoy you know, directors who well, actually take part of stuff like that. Well, this, like, if you think about it, is like five years later. So he's like learned a little bit more tricks. But I've noticed what he was talking about. He mentioned it like five times in the fucking making of. And he just said, look, if people aren't going to have fun on the set, it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. He's like, I don't, that's how I want my set is to be fun. He's like, because this is the best moment of my life is, is making a movie. It's, it's just so fun. Yeah. He's like, it's like going to summer camp and hanging out with all these people and you, you go through all this shit. You sweat, you fucking go through all of it, but you remember each other. It's just family, you know? And like, he's very cool on set, like very calm. Uh, he'll be like, I'm really upset about that right now. And he's like, I know. I'm sorry, Rob. You know, like, that's as bad as it gets. You know, like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Uh, anyway, in the movie, they talk about the characters being Groucho Marx uh, characters. Yeah. Which, Zombie, he's a big fan, apparently, of Groucho Marx. And he was really surprised that people did... It took him so long to figure out that Captain Spaulding was a direct character from the Groucho Marx thing, even from the first movie. Hmm. So all the characters, of course, they talk about in the movie are directly from that but i thought it was interesting because you wouldn't think of rob zombie as like a you know, groucho marx fan right <laughs> i do love that scene you were just talking about though when he was talking about groucho marx dying and fucking king stealing the elvis presley when he died like three days later after him yeah that... he stole all the press and he's, <laughs> he just lost his shit he's don't you it. fucking ever talk about the king like that ever again in here my presence or i'll fucking smash your face in yeah so good. Yeah, you know, it's apparently that's William Forsyth's like own thing. He added that in there. Oh yeah? Yeah, that was his own thing. Nice. So what do you think about him now? Yeah, kudos. <laughs> hey, I didn't say he was bad. I just said he could have took it to a whole nother level of being a psycho. So do you remember us talking about um Doctor Satan not being in this movie? Yeah. Well, 
Well, technically he wasn't, but apparently they had an extra scene that they were going to be putting in the film with Rosario Dawson as a nurse and Dr. Satan in a hospital. Hmm. And he rips her throat out and she bleeds all over the fucking place and dies. And they cut it. What? Yeah. He said, Rob Zombie was like, yeah, I know all the fans were big fans of the supernatural, like Dr. Satan and stuff. He's like, but I really didn't think it fit in this film. Like, I just, I just didn't feel right to fit in this film. And it sucks because I, Rosaria Dawson came out and I really wanted to give her a big scene and it got cut. That's so. Nice. Yeah, I agree with him, though. I wouldn't have agreed with him years ago when I first saw the movie. I would have been like, what the fuck? No, get Dr. Satan in there. Everybody I'm- got to know about Dr. Satan. <laughs> I bet you stick your head in fire if I told you you could see hell. <laughs> <laughs> also, Rob Zombie, he loved Jeffrey uh, Lewis, who played uh, Roy Sullivan, because he had that old sort of style um, that he called a scene stealer. Mm. He said he was never really in those like big roles, you know, but every time he was in a scene, he stole it. And he's like, I need, I wanted, I knew he needed to be in this movie. I had to have him in there. He was in those old Westerns with like all these people. He was like, he had to be in here. He's perfect for the role. I think he's right though. That, Cause like you really start to like Sullivan and fucking Banjo and that whole group. Yeah. Cause it feels like they're just genuinely you know like real people real people they're just trying to make it you know and they're just having a good time and uh, which now we get to jump into the scenes looks so, like two weasels fighting in a gunny sack <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah what going this way <laughs> that way uh. <laughs> So, guys, I mean, if you don't already know, we're pretty much going to spoil a lot right here in this portion. Um, but most of you probably already seen the movie, so I don't, it's not like that big a deal like I do for the new movies and stuff. There's no alarms going off. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is kind of an assumed, but I just had somebody ask me the other day, does your podcast do spoilers? I'm like, yes, but we don't, we let you give you full warning. But yeah, so here's your warning. All right. Deal with it. Um, so what were one of the earliest scenes that you enjoyed? Like, did you like the very opening scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the shoe down or whatever? Yeah, it was good. The mask. I really liked those fucking iron or steel or whatever they were, where they put on when they got into the gunfight with the, the sheriff's office. Yeah, the steel face plates. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. Um, but er, I want to say that one of the earlier scenes that I was my favorite was when Captain Spaulding's truck breaks down when he's going to meet them. Oh, for the... And he, he takes that the car from the old lady, and he's talking to that kid, and he's all like, what, you don't like clowns? They don't make you laugh? Huh? <laughs> and he's all like... If you don't get the fuck out of this car... <laughs> I'm going to come back, and if you don't think of a good fucking reason why you don't like clowns, I'm going to kill you and your whole fucking family. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. And the way he, like, just fucking manhandles the mom, dude. Just fucking, like, strong arms him like John Wayne. Like, Wah! Well, he said that uh, genuinely that kid got scared. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was I little... would be, too, man. He was a, whew. That's a, that's a, like, a real, real fucking thing right there. Um, earlier on, let's talk. I wanted to mention the, the, the shootout scene a little bit. I was, like, glad that they didn't do the classic jump out the back door. Yeah, like how there's like an underground tunnel. Right, like, and- thank God. Like, that's what I kept thinking, like, because I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, they have a shootout right here. 
Because I'm like, that's not the same people. That's not Rufus. That's not, you know. Like, it was uh, a really cool way how they, like, I like the transition into the credits where it's like, and you see like girls screaming in the cage. Keep on rolling. Not gonna let it give it go. Not gonna let it end the midnight hour. Oh, it, I'm it, dancing really in the it. studio, guys. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he's more just wobbling back and forth. I was just rocking my, I was flapping my junk against my belly. Slap it, lap, 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 flippy flap, junky junk. Anyway, <laughs> but no, my favorite scene right off the bat, like, just the, like when I first saw it was tragic as fuck, but now watching it again, I laugh <laughs> every time. <laughs> You laughing right now? Just thinking about it. It makes me laugh so fucking much. Brian Posehn's little scene where he gets, um, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I must have the wrong room. I'm looking for room two. <laughs> she's like, "I'm looking for Roy," and she's like, "Oh, Roy's in here." You know, they were having a good old time. Yeah, and um, Brian Posehn's character gets shot in the help, and he's like, <laughs> he gets shot in the head, and he's all like, "Roy, help!" Bang! <laughs> but like the way that Brian Posehn says it, I'm sorry, but the acting is terrible. I love Brian Posehn. I've oh, I've seen him do his. I've actually gone to his live stand up. Uh, I think he's fucking hilarious. He loves metal. He's a big metalhead, you know. Um, but his acting was terrible, in my, my opinion, in this movie. Uh, but him going, Roy, help! <laughs> Bang! <laughs> fucking cracks me up dude i don't know why but it's really tragic because all of their fucking reactions are so legit but you, you puke and you see <laughs> your wife into that is yeah, that like banjo puked on the fucking his girlfriend <laughs> and shit like what the fuck is happening right now uh but it gets heavier like way heavier um but the funny thing is i had to tell this little story i found because i i added in my notes about like what like that scene entailed and everything like that. And there was Brian's posting character when he dies, I saw the behind the scenes and he was getting the makeup on his head for the like bullet wound on his head. And uh, he was joking with the makeup guy. He was like, I want to wear it home. I, I want to go to Burger King. Uh, I want a Whopper and a Coke. Oh, and, uh, can you also call an ambulance? Like, <laughs> cause he's got this gunshot hole right. in his head with blood all over it. <laughs> I started laughing about that. He's a funny guy. Um, that's that scene where Otis says that cool line. Which one? Oh, are you talking about him puking? No, he's like, boy, the next thing that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant, better be some brilliant Mark Twain shit because it's definitely going to be etched on your tombstone if you don't shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That's some great shit, dude. Fucking Bill Mosley, man. That's so good, dude. Uh, (laughs) He just unleashes right there. But that's when the that's when it starts taking a dark Yeah, turn. that's that's the dark, uh, rapey scene that uh, everybody is always a little squeamish about. Right. I mean, it's no hills have eyes. It's not. It's not even as bad, I don't think. No. That one, like, literally was probably one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, but I still, I still like that movie a lot. No, I like the movie, too. Great transition from nerdy to fucking absolute badass. Right. But 
But that's the rape scene that we're talking about in this movie, which it also made me feel uncomfortable. It made the actors feel uncomfortable. Even Sherry Moon said she couldn't look at the woman in the scene. Bill Mosley said he was just like, man, it's just like bum me out, man. <laughs> bum me out. Man. He's like, he's like, you know, then they had to do it like six or seven more times, you know, from different angles and shit to get the fucking movie shit done. So I had to do it each time. Mm. He's like, so it made it even worse. And he's like, Rob Zombie, like, totally understood that I was, like, feeling a little uncomfortable about the scene, as was everybody. And Rob Zombie told Bill, he said, art's not safe, Bill. And he was like, huh, art's not safe. And then they cut. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I guess. (laughs) But, yeah, art isn't safe, I guess, you know? Like, I don't know. It's interesting, though, because, like, I don't know. That's a pretty uncomfortable situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Otis takes out the, the singer later and the guitarist. Do you remember that scene? Dude, I love that scene. Yeah, that was like, that was the scene that my ex-girlfriend was like, I'm done. Oh, I could tell. It was at the part. And then not even the rape scene. No, Like, no, what no. the fuck? It was when that guy. It, was it the, was it what he was talking about his gun smelling like his wife's pussy still? No, that didn't even bother her. It was the scene when they took him out to the desert. Oh, wow. To kill him. Huh. Just the banjo and Sullivan. I thought it would have been the rape scene. I thought so too. <laughs> like, that's weird. <laughs> but, well, that was 10 years ago. Like, you know, 15 years ago almost. We're talking about that scene. I really like the the part where like Otis is like he's going through his whole spiel about the gun and then like uh he started talking about something else I can't remember what it was but he was like mentioning Well, titty. I guess it doesn't matter if I tell you where we're going now. Right. But then he was like mentioning some titties or something like the guy interrupted him and he's like, "Oh, just a little bit down the road here." So, and titties and he gets back onto the like this. Oh, uh, yeah, he's like, "Yeah, your wife's titties are pretty nice. Little nice titties and uh, well, Where are we going? Yeah. Oh, this is a little bit down the road here. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I guess it doesn't matter if I tell you. Um, we're bearing, going out and digging up some guns that I've buried out here some time ago. <laughs> oh, man. He's just like, matter of fact, you know? Like, yeah. Like, he doesn't even break a stride. He's like, no, nah, yeah, yeah, you know, just burying, picking up some guns out here. No big deal. <laughs> so when they take him out, they, they flash a picture on the screen of both of them smiling. Yeah, when they're on tour. Right. And that is like such a subtle very effective way of being like these of, are real people yeah it's like it's it's to really drive home the point about how fragile life really is and yeah. how otis is gonna fucking shatter it yeah you know what i mean and it's like the jovialness of him is so unsettling these guys that are just trying to make it like you know they've never really made it the guy lies about shaking hands with fucking Johnny Johnny Cash all the time. You know, these aren't people that are like have made it. These are people that are struggling and he don't give a fuck. You know, like there's something about that that is just zero fucks given. Right. Yeah. Um, They leave that one girl alive in the hotel room. Remember? Yeah. Because this is where you find out that. Well, you found out a little bit earlier that Sid Haig's character, Captain Spaulding, is actually the father of Baby and Otis. Right. Which they don't really say in the first movie. Real quick. How was she? Was she like was like the hook? Because she was on some kind of hook behind the door. Now, was that in her back or was she like strung up like that? I think she was just hanging by the shirt. You think it was just hanging by a shirt? Yeah, Yeah. 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 
But right. but yeah, but did you notice that like they never really talk about Sid Haig's character, Captain Spaulding, being the father of them in the first movie at all? No, you just kind of assumed it was that mutant that fucking burned down the house and burned Tiny. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that they that's how they brought it back. They yeah. were like, oh, we got to add him in it because everybody loved him. So we'll put him in there. And he was really just a side character, really. But became such a big part of it, and well, Sid because Hager, his his performance was so great. It Captain is, it's Spaulding. really good. Um, but that one girl, she does leave. They leave her there, and after arguing, like Otis and and Captain Spaulding argue, father and son, and uh, he leaves. Like, leave her for the maid to clean up. Yeah, and then the maid goes in, sees her, and then then the girl runs. <laughs> Because she's oh, like, man. and it's funny because I love that, like, they, they have the girl running. The fucking maid thinks she's running at her. Yeah. So she's running from the girl who's running to try to get help. And then you see the maid book it to the right while the fucking, the, the survivor is like running towards the street. Yeah. She's going to the highway to try. Yeah. <laughs> right. And of course, you know, she dodges one car and then a fucking truck. It's like, not just a truck, a fucking semi. And that was all CGI'd, by the way. They like it was good, dude. Yeah. Especially like the 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 even when they show you after the fact of what like her laying on the road and like her that body was great. parts yeah. everywhere. That was fucking well done. Yeah, Looked they did a really real. good job there. Yeah. yeah, they put a lot of blood. I was like, Jesus Christ! I like they had the like trail going off to the left, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you could tell where the explosion happened. Yeah. <laughs> Then, then later, of course, you know, there's this whole thing, this whole story with the sheriff. He has this vision of his brother who was killed. He was one of the guys from the first movie. I really enjoyed that scene, by the way. Yeah. He, um, him talking to me, he's like, I live down here now. He's like, I'm what walking do you mean the line on this one. I'm walking <laughs> the line on this, brother. He's like, walking the line. I want him fucking dead. <laughs> and so then he like snaps in his mind and is like, yeah, I think the only way to stop these guys is to actually kill them. And you know what? Now that I think of that scene, what they could, I think they could have added a little bit more to that, to the horror factor. It Which just, one? Which scene? The scene where he's seeing his brother. Right. Like they should have added in like a the, shot from behind and showed like the hole in his head. Right. I think you're right too. Yeah. Because I, I think that would just add up the ante a little bit. Right, like a dead version of him. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, that would have been a good one. He goes out, kills Mother Firefly, and then there's that whole scene, which is pretty good. She she does have a good performance. She like, does. Honestly, she does have a good performance. I, I'm not trying to take away from it. I just personally... Right. She. I like the, the, the sexual crudeness of Karen Black's character in the first one. Yeah. I thought that she was a little better. She... I, I definitely agree with you, but I think, you know, she did a pretty good job. Right. I mean, they couldn't afford her. I mean... It, Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, like, brass tax. I mean, if, if you don't want to be a part of this film and money's that big of a factor, then we'll find somebody else. Right. <laughs> you know? Um. Well, then, then they have that whole scene where fucking the Sheriff Wydell is, like, captures them with... Danny Trejo's character, Rondo, and Dude, Dallas oh, Page. The, the, one of my favorite scenes, though. You just skipped what? over it, where they go to buy the fucking chickens. Oh, you fucking these chickens? <laughs> like, I'm not saying you, but your boy over there. He looks... Yeah. He looks like a chicken fucker. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck you say to me? Boss, did you hear what he said to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, now I've never fucked a chicken, but I thought about fucking a chicken, cutting its head off, sticking my dick in his butt. Yeah. Watching it squirm. They go, it's like, wait a minute. Are you saying I would cut a head off a chicken and stick my dick in his butt and go, what? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty funny with Ken Forhe. I thought, you know, but I thought like when he rounds up all the fucking fireflies in the house and like, I thought it was a really cool scene. He's like stapling the victims to their chests, shocking Sid Haig and the, and the, the balls in the chest and like also Bill Otis. Then they drive, like he drives that nail through Otis's hand. Oh, like he crucified him to the chair. Yeah, right. it was like those nine inch nails. I thought that was cool, man. That was a cool scene. Like, I don't know why, but I, I just liked it. And it was kind of weird seeing them so scared because he, they kind of did this long thing about trying to humanize them. This is why I like this film so much, because even if it's not believable, they take you on this emotional ride. Rob Zombie yeah. takes you on this emotional ride. Especially the, the, the scene where he, the sheriff was showing him all the pictures of the girls that, that they had killed. Right. And then he was stapling them into their chest, and they like he—they're trying to stick up for each other. Like, no, no, that one was mine. It was mine. I killed her. Yeah, uh, it's like I don't know. It's, it is a little weird that they're freaking out a little bit. Um, but I mean, their numbers up, and he had too much of a big ego that probably because they never had to face their own mota- mortality. Right, and then of course, Tiny has to you know step up and save him, and snaps Wydell's neck and everything like that. Um, which I think the scene could have been better there too. I a little was, bit, but I they, think he could have like t- you know did the backbreaker on him or something. Well, maybe they didn't do it because of his mobility. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I don't want to get too much into any more details other than that. Let's talk about the end scene. I got some trivia in this as well. Right. Um, what did you think of the end scene of the movie where they're like driving and they run into the police? There's like this line of police officers right. ready to kill him and they're like fuck it definitely you know it had it was like it felt like um one of those endings that you would seen in like an old movie like uh like a thelma Louise ending where you're like fuck it well you that's know? what they actually compared it to did you read that no yeah i just that's what i first thought of when i saw him. a lot of people say actually <laughs> it's oh, funny wow. that you say that but yeah and it's kind of puzzling because in that scene they all fucking died yeah so maybe it's gonna be like that didn't happen well we'll get into that in a little bit but i i like that they slowed it down rob zombie talked about it a little bit he said you know i wanted to do it like that old sam peck and paul mm. style where the he, he he really didn't want the gun fights to be that entertaining he wanted to focus solely on the people yeah and that's what a lot of sam peck and paul movies did is focus on the characters more than the gunfight, where a lot of movies will focus on the gunfight and not necessarily the characters, you know what I mean? Right. Them getting shot up is, he said, Rob Zombie said, was a, a scene by Bonnie and Clyde that, you know, where they get killed in their car, mm. that's how they died. And he, he was inspired by that. During that scene when they were, sh- like, a Sid Haig or Captain Spaulding has the shotgun, and then I think Otis has like a rifle, and then she has like a handgun. I think she has a, he actually is a 9-11. Is that what it is? A 1911, sorry. Yeah, it was, uh, she, when, when, uh, Sid was firing those rounds, those fake rounds, it, she couldn't hear out of her right ear because Ooh. it was just so loud. And she was like panicking in the, in the, uh, making of. Wow. They were like, Sherry, are you okay? Sherry, are you okay? And she's like, ah, 
I can't hear out of my right ear. <laughs> it's, it's really loud, you know, a shotgun, like right next to her head. I want to now talk about some of the theories about for the third film. Like, what do you think is the reason that they come back? I want to say that maybe maybe they did get captured, and that was just kind of like the thoughts going through Otis's head, like, fuck it, we're just going out. It was all a dream. Like, yeah. And, and that is totally like a cop-out. It is a cop-out if that's the way they do it. I wouldn't be too happy about that. But how else are you going to explain them, all of them surviving? Because they're all returning. So Meg's going to be in it. Well, they're calling it Three from Hell. So maybe it's very literal. You think they're, maybe they're going to do a whole other supernatural spin on it. Maybe. It could be just like a silly, fun little thing in the beginning. To I would appreciate that more than it being just a dream sequence. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I agree. Like, I would like to see them take more of a supernatural. I don't care. It doesn't need to be like this big, big ordeal of supernatural. Right. Like, they get summoned by this guy who has the blood of them, and and he's a fan, and and maybe he summons them. Maybe that Richard Brake guy is like. Well, maybe they'll bring back Dr. Satan. Uh, Maybe Dr. Satan brings them back to life. I don't know. I think that's a stretch. It's a stretch for sure. I think it'll be very simple in the very beginning, but maybe not. Maybe Richard Brake, like I said, is like one of the guys that somehow brings them back somehow from the dead. Maybe I don't know. Like black magic or something. I don't know about black magic, but, you know, the whole Western sort of like coming back from the dead thing. Mm. They're very closely related in some ways, you know. Do you think Spaulding's going to die? I hope not. I think so. Like, I, I hope not. Maybe he they're... He's getting pretty old now, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's not that I don't want him in the movies, but it's becoming harder, especially, you know, he's in the ICU now or was. I don't know what's going on with that whole fucking thing, but a lot of a lot of people are saying that Richard Brake is actually going to be taking over the reins for him in a way. So he's going to be like the third member. Right. Well, hopefully they don't try to spin like take over like a, a clown position and like he has to no, no, no i don't think it's gonna be completely separate i'm just saying he's filling in that gap right as the third right yeah not like literally yeah not like putting on clown makeup and being him no nobody's gonna do that that would be totally rude. unless they all did it like out of like respect for him dying or something <clears throat> i don't think so i think it i just have a feeling that he's going to die and then Richard Brake's going to be a big part of the film because Richard Brake's acting is really good. He's really well cut out for this kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that he's going to be a big part of it. I don't know how, but he is. So um, do you think the third film will be better than this one or the first? Only time will tell, my friend. Yeah. It's hard to say that, dude, because, I mean... His- we don't know much about it. Yeah. We saw the trailer. Doesn't really tell you too too much um which I, I i fucking love because they've kept it secret they don't right. even have a fucking imdb like synopsis whatsoever nobody knows really what's supposed to happen he's kept it under wraps which some people feel like you know they're hiding something like maybe it's not as good a film as it's supposed to be hmm. i'd like to think that it, that's not true but it is a little weird that it's so secretive because of all the other times that he's talked about it like one of my buddies was telling me um jason and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Jason, from uh, In the Mic of Madness and Sinister uh, Cinema Reviews. He said, uh, we were talking about it, and he was like, seems really weird because, like, when 31 came out, he's like, before it came out, Rob Zombie was like, this is going to be the most bloody, brutal fucking movie you've ever seen. 
And then we you know, had to go back and chop it and take it to the chopping board just to make the fucking, you know, make it on fucking an R version instead of N17. Right. And, and that movie gave me motion sickness. And then that dude. movie Ugh. didn't even come out in theaters. It just yeah. came out on video. And yes, it does. It did give some people motion sickness. But Richard Brake is still very good in it. But yeah, he was saying, saying that and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I don't know what to think about this. Like, I don't know why they're not pumping it as much as they should. Like, are they scared to show their dick or is it not a big dick? Like, uh, we got a little dick. Maybe it's all about that motion of the ocean. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it should be. That's yeah. what it matters the most. I mean, you don't have to have a big, 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 big budget. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be as big a budget as, uh, maybe it is as the second film. Do you think? And they both had about $7 million. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like it is from what I've seen so far. But I hope like, we been. haven't seen much. Right. So it's really hard to... Yeah. I love the fucking addition of um, the luchadors. Oh, yeah. I fucking love luchadors, dude. Um, and speaking of luchadors, if you like, there's like also there's a luchador gore movie i think it's called lucha gore or something hmm. it's a really violent bloody wrestler movie where this like guy goes around killing people as a luchador but he's like <laughs> like this hawking beast that kills people it's pretty wow. cool uh but there's a, I, I i can't remember i think it's called lucha gore lucha gore i don't remember then there's also um one of my highest recommendations of it's not a horror movie necessarily but is highly appealing to people who are in horror who like exploitation crime drama comedy sort of things uh, a movie that we did which was low life um i tell this to everybody it's got a fucking the el monstro in it the monster um who's a luchador and he's a badass in it and you guys should fucking watch it because it's a great fucking movie it it, it, it holds its own uh kind of like a tarantino film it's like it's a, it's but a, on an indie budget hmm. and it's really good like I, I highly recommend it if you like luchadors by the way guys so but you guys, are you excited? Did you like what we had to say about both of these movies? I mean, what do you think? Do you have any closing thoughts? Are you excited for Three from Hell? I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to tame myself and just kind of just go with the flow. I hope it's good for $37 for two tickets. Yeah. That's yeah. like the most I've ever paid for, for a movie. A movie, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I just hope everybody's respectful in the theater. Oh, but. I think everybody that's paying that much money should be. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's also yeah, I'm pretty sure because we're going well, it's going to be at the AMC. So we're going to have those recliner seats cuz it's a two and a half hour movie and it's got 30 minutes of extra material. So 3 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. It's going to be a late night that night. So For we'll, sure. it'll be like 10 10:30 when you about 10:30 when you get ready to get home probably. No shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so, but what do you guys think? Did you enjoy the show this week? And are you excited about us doing a review of Three from Hell? Most people have been telling me they'll just wait for it to come out on DVD or VOD uh, and watch it then. If this movie, and we're going to go see it on a Tuesday, guys. If this movie, and I paid $37 to see it, and we're not even going to be able to share it until six days later with you guys. It's like if I just paid $37 to see it early and not put it up for you guys to hear about it, it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> right. I'm really hoping that it doesn't like drop in price and it's like, oh, $5 if you want to get it on VOD, like, you know, Friday. Anyway, what do you guys think? Are you excited to see it? 
Are you are you going to wait? What's the word? Which one of these movies is your favorite, too? Did you like House of a Thousand Corpses more, or do you like Devil's Rejects, The Devil's Rejects more? Like, sound off in the comments, write us, let us know, like always. But, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We'll be back with a brand new episode of Three from Hell. And as always, long live the void. <laughs>